You are listening to the Advisor Solutions Podcast, Episode 89. Welcome to the Advisor Solutions Podcast. I'm your host, Dan Finley, President of Advisor Solutions. Do you control your day, or does your day control you? One way to answer that question is to think about the average day at your office. Did it go something like this? You come in, grab a cup of coffee, read emails, listen to voicemails, call clients back, get ready for meetings, get interrupted, put out fires, then go back to what you were doing, and the next thing you know, you're sidetracked again by the next interruption. Does this sound like you and your average day? If so, know this. You are not alone. Most financial advisors, insurance agents, wholesalers, branch managers, and even agency managers don't have a way to design the ultimate business day, and they don't even know it. And the reason they don't know it is because they've never really had a process with the end goal in mind, which is to not just be busy, but to actually be productive. So what do you do? Well, you have two choices. You can keep doing what you're doing, and you're going to keep getting what you're getting, or you could learn how to design your ultimate business day. And that's what we're going to talk about today. Learning a process to effortlessly go through your day so that you're not only productive, but you also never get burned out. So, if you're ready to understand how to design your ultimate business day, then stick around. So why this topic? Why would you want to learn how to get control of your day instead of your day or the people in your day controlling you? Well, in the previous podcast, episode 88, Mastering Your Morning Rituals, I talked about how to start your day off right before you come into the office. So when you do master your morning rituals, that's a great way to start, but a bad way to end. <laughs> Here's what I mean. If as soon as you come into the office, you have no structure to the day and you have no way to handle all of the interruptions, that's a bad ending. And here's why. Think of it this way. You only have so much time in the day and you only have so much capacity during that time in the day. What I mean is, if your day is spent putting out fires all day long, you're going to get burned out. In fact, you may already be burned out. But if your day is structured and you know exactly what to do when somebody tries to interrupt you and deviate you from that structure, then you're in control of your day. And all of this has to do with knowing how to design your ultimate day and repeat it so you're not just busy being busy, but you're productive and you love what you do. That way, you never get burnt out. And that's why I wanted to do this podcast today, because I want you to understand that if, if you have a process for getting control of your day, you're more likely to apply that process and finally be in control. So what we're going to do is cover three things in this podcast. First, the reality of running your business so that you have a process for understanding your role. Second, the top five things to do each day so that you'll understand what will have the biggest impact on your business. And third, designing your ultimate business day. 
so that you can be productive. Now, before we jump into those three things that we're going to talk about in this podcast, I need to ask you a few questions. What would your business be like if you knew how to be productive each and every day? Would you feel energized? Would you feel empowered? Would you like your business more? And would you apply what you learned? If the answer is yes, then let's begin. The reality of running your business. Years ago, I had a financial advisor schedule a free coaching session to talk about his challenges and to get some insight into the solutions. He had been a financial advisor for over 20 years, and he had grown a very successful business. But, like many financial advisors and insurance agents, he was stuck. He was stuck on a production plateau, and he wanted to get off that plateau and get to the next level. When I mentioned that he would need to go back to actively prospecting, he seemed reluctant. And he even went as far as to tell me that he couldn't handle even five more clients in his business because he didn't have time for more people. You see, his reality was that he needed to do everything and that he didn't want more clients because he wouldn't have enough time to, to actually service these people. But here's the paradox. He needed more clients to get to the next level. But if he had more clients, it would mean, in his mind anyway, that he couldn't service the current clients that he had. And he'd actually have even less time. So he wanted to get to the next level, but he couldn't. Or he didn't think he could. Because he didn't think he had the time to do it. Can you relate to this? I'm sure you can, or at least could, at some point in your business. So what does this have to do with actually what I call the reality of running your business. Well, the reality of running your business is this. At some point, you have to stop doing everything. And even if you have an assistant right now, that might not be enough. Also, you need to understand what you like to do and what you don't like to do. Finally, you need to understand your role and what other people's roles are on the team. So let's jump into an exercise that I created to help advisors and agents understand their role so that they can create a new reality and a better reality for them. Understanding the role exercise. One of the best ways to understand how to create a better business is to understand the reality of what only you can do. You see, a lot of times we think, quote, if it's going to get done right, I'm going to do it myself, unquote. The problem with that is that if you're doing everything yourself, you're not being effective with your time. And that is definitely not the way to design your ultimate business day. The first thing to do is to get a handle on what your role is and what you don't want it to be. So let me introduce you to an exercise that I created that I call the role exercise. Here's how it works. The role exercise. So grab a piece of paper and make three columns. Label the first column, things only I can do. Label the second column, things I and my assistant or somebody else could do. Label the third column, things my assistant or somebody else 
should do. Okay, now that you have these three columns labeled, it's time to do the exercise. So the first step is to really brainstorm everything you can think of that happens during the day. Put each task into only one column. Then, read each of the columns and ask yourself this question. Could some of these things in the first column, which are things only I can do, be moved over to the second column? Or the third column? And if so, move them over. Do the same for the second column, which is things I and my assistant or somebody else could do. See if you can move those over to the third column, and so on. Now read the list again, and this time, the first column should be shorter because you're only going to focus on the things that only you can do. And that might be things like being in a meeting, closing a prospect, and servicing your top clients. And the things in the middle, the middle column, should have gotten a little shorter too because if both you and your assistant or somebody else can do those tasks, guess what's going to happen if your assistant or somebody else is busy? That's right. You're going to do those tasks. You don't want to do that. Instead, this should help you to understand that maybe you need somebody besides your assistant. You see, what we're trying to do is to design your ultimate business day. And a big part of having the ultimate day is to do the things that you love to do, as well as the things that only you can do. And that's why it's important to know the reality of running your business, which is really, it's about knowing what you and only you can do and what you need other people to do so that you can be more efficient with your time and be more productive with your day and you know your role. So let's talk about what happens when you apply this exercise. The results of applying the role exercise. When you finish the exercise and realize that the reality of running your business is really what you and only you can do and you delegate the rest, you're going to want to apply what you learned by sticking to your new role. You see, when you do this, here's what happens. You become aware of what you like to do. You also become aware of what you don't like to do. You realize that you've been your own assistant in some cases, even if you have an assistant. And also, you, you might realize that prospecting stopped because you were servicing your clients. It's pretty common. You might also realize that you need more help. And if so, you will most likely hire somebody new so that you're not doing all the things that you don't need to do. You'll also like your business more because you're doing the things that you like to do. And you're most likely going to get to the next level. Now that you understand the reality of running your business, the role exercise, and the results of applying the role exercise, you need to learn what the top five things are that you need to do each day. And that is what we're going to talk about next. The top five things to do each day. So over the course of the last 20 years of coaching financial advisors and insurance agents, I've noticed a pattern with successful people. They tend to do certain things each day, and they don't stop. Whether it's you or somebody on your team that does these things, they need to get done, and they need to get done on a daily basis. The reason is, is because if they are done daily, 
It seems to be a cause and effect process, so to speak. Cause and effect of success. Here's what I mean. Let's say that if you prospect on a daily basis, you'll always have people in the pipeline. And you'll eventually be continuously closing people that are in the pipeline. The result is, is that you'll always be growing your business. So, let's take a look at the first thing to do each day. The first thing to do daily is prospect. Prospecting can be a hard thing to start, especially if you haven't prospected in weeks, months, or even years. But it's the thing that you need to start your day off with because it's the activity that's going to get you the most growth in your business. Now, there's something to remember. Prospecting doesn't have to be with new people. In fact, it can actually be prospecting with current clients and prospecting for new money or new products and services. In fact, I did an entire podcast on this, episode 77, How to Create the Ultimate Cross-Selling System. If you haven't listened to it and you're a veteran, financial advisor, or insurance agent with a lot of clients, you're going to want to listen to that and learn the system so that you can prospect to your own client base. And it reminds me of a former client that I had years ago, a branch manager. You see, years ago, I was coaching him, and he said that he wanted to increase his business. He was a producing branch manager. He wanted to focus on the growth in his retail business. So we mapped out a process of who to call, what to say, and how to handle the objections to put people into the pipeline and move them through the pipeline. Also, he was going to start prospecting again, and that was supposed to be the very first activity every morning. Each coaching session, he would talk about various challenges that he had, but he'd rarely want to talk about his pipeline. That is, until one day I asked him about his pipeline and how prospecting was going. He said it wasn't really going too well because he made prospecting the last thing that he did for the day instead of the first thing. And apparently, he was doing that because, deep down, he didn't really want to get rejected. So, we worked on his fear of rejection. We moved it to the first activity of the day, prospecting that is, and he started doing it. And as a result, he filled up the pipeline. And he started getting new clients as well as additional assets and insurances from his client base. The point is, you have to make prospecting the first thing each day. Because if you do, here's what it's going to do for you. Number one, it'll keep you from creating a fear of rejection again. Number two, It'll also get easier the more you do it. And your freshest first thing in the morning, and they'll hear that in your voice. Number three, it will add new people and or new assets and insurance from clients into the pipeline. Number four, it'll help you grow your business. And it'll help you to have the ultimate business day because you're constantly trying to grow your business each and every morning, first thing in the morning. But again, you don't have to be the one doing the prospecting. In fact, if you're a veteran financial advisor or insurance agent and you hate prospecting, you can always hire someone who loves to make calls to do the initial contact for you. In fact, I've had a lot of veterans, financial advisors and insurance agents find that the second person that they hire on the team after their assistant 
is really just a younger advisor or agent who's willing to be a part of the team and make the calls to set the appointments, to set the stage for them to grow. So let's take a look at the second thing to do each day. The second thing to do daily is client servicing. Okay, so this is the thing that most veterans start with each day. And it's because it helps them feel busy. But it doesn't really help them be productive. Instead, you want to make this the second thing that you do daily. And if you've been prospecting as the first thing for 45 minutes and you take a 15-minute break, then it's time to get back to emails, voicemails, phone calls to clients, and anything else that has to do with client servicing. Don't let your fear of not getting back to clients right away first thing in the morning hold you back from having control of your day. Take, for instance, a client of mine who has 30-plus years in the business. He was concerned that client servicing was the first and sometimes the only thing that he needed to do all day long. Because if he didn't service the clients, well, they were going to leave. So what he did was we identified his business boundaries, what he was willing to do for the clients. He realized that he was over-servicing them. In fact, if they needed something signed, they'd ask him to jump in the car, drive over to their house, and have them sign it. And he'd do it. So, we established new boundaries on what he was and was not going to do. We worked on how he was going to communicate those boundaries, to the clients, that is. He started prospecting first thing in the morning. Then he went to client servicing for 45 minutes. But he delegated everything to his assistant that she could do and should do. See, he freed up a lot of his time and he got control of his day. The point is, you have to make client servicing the second thing to do each day. And here's what will happen if you do this. Number one, it will ease your mind because you'll know that you're going to do it at a certain time. Number two, it will create better boundaries for your clients. Number three, it will help you to be more aware of what you need to delegate. Number four, it'll force you to be more efficient with the 45 minutes because you're only spending 45 minutes on it in the morning. It doesn't mean you can't come back to it later. <laughs> oh, and if you're still not convinced that you can wait until the second hour of the workday to get back to people, consider this. What if, and this is just a what if, what if you were at, at the dentist at 8 o'clock in the morning? What if you were sitting in the dentist chair? Would you take client calls or, or check voicemails and emails while you're sitting in that chair? Absolutely not. Instead, you would wait until you get into the office. Also, you may be thinking that client servicing is pretty much the only thing that you do. If that sounds like you, just know that if you don't delegate most of the client servicing, and I don't mean the client reviews, you probably won't grow. Again, when it comes to client servicing, do the things that only you can do and delegate the rest. So let's take a look at the third thing you need to do each day. The third thing to do daily is prospect follow-up. It might seem strange to hear that, that I'm talking about prospecting again. 
But let me clarify what prospect and prospect follow-up means. What I mean by prospecting, first thing in the morning, is to find brand new people or call clients to set appointments to cross-sell. What I mean by prospect follow-up, which is the third thing to do each day, is to move people that are in the sales pipeline to the next step. You see, the sales pipeline that I use and my clients use is a tool that I created called the New Business Strategy List. I did a podcast about this in episode 15, Building Your New Business Strategy List, in which I explain the four stages of the pipeline. They are stage one, initial contact. Stage two, first appointment. Stage three, second appointment. And stage four, referrals. While the first hour of the day is dedicated to stage one, the initial contact, the third hour of the day should be focused on anyone who's not moving through the pipeline. Otherwise, people get stuck in the pipeline. <laughs> Take, for instance, my client James, and that's not his real name, who's been a, an insurance agent for over a decade. He had a great pipeline, always adding people to it every day. But then they were stuck. You see, he had a great pipeline full of prospects and clients. He added people every day. And then one day, I was in a coaching session with him, and I, I noticed the dates of when they were put into the new business strategy list. His pipeline had prospects from two years ago that were stuck. It also had clients that had been in there for a year that were stuck. You see, he was putting people into the pipeline, but he wasn't moving them. The pipeline was clogged because he wasn't focusing on prospect follow-up. The point is, you have to make prospect follow-up the third thing to the day and if you do, here's what's going to happen to you. First, it'll help you not let anyone slip through the cracks. Second, it'll help you to focus on techniques to move people faster. Third, it'll help you to close more people. Fourth, it'll give you the sense of satisfaction knowing that you're growing your business. And fifth, it will also force you to take a serious look at your pipeline itself is this thing clogged? And finally, you may be thinking to yourself, what if I don't have enough people in the, in the pipeline to follow up with for 45 minutes each day? And if that's the case, then go back to getting more people into the pipeline, getting back to prospecting brand new people or cross-selling your clients and doing a cross-selling campaign. So let's take a look at the fourth thing you need to do each day. The fourth thing to do daily is appointment prep or be in appointments. Some advisors and agents think that having an appointment just before lunch is a bad thing. That's because they want to go to lunch. However, if you've been following the preceding three daily to-dos, you would know that, that you're actually doing a lot so far in the day, and it's pretty productive. In fact, you've prospected new people, or had somebody do that for you, for 45 minutes. You've done client servicing, or had somebody do that for you, for 45 minutes. And you've done prospect follow-ups, or again, had somebody do that for you, for 45 minutes. You've taken three 15-minute breaks, and now it's time to either get ready for an appointment, or be in an appointment. What you don't want to do is what I did. 
let me explain what I mean. You see, when I was a rookie, I was constantly stressed out. In fact, if I wasn't cold calling to set appointments or in an appointment, I was getting ready for an appointment. But the problem was I was getting ready at the last minute. But my friend Tom, who was seven years and is seven years older than me, but had only been in the business for six months, longer than I had, was always calm all the time. So one day I asked him why I never see him getting ready for appointments. He simply looked at me and said, quote, it's because you don't work on Saturdays, end quote. What he did on, on Saturdays was work from 10 to 2. He would get ready for every upcoming appointment for the next week. And he always scheduled appointments at the same time each day, just before lunch. Oh, and he was never stressed out. I'm not saying you need to work on Saturdays. But what I am saying is that if you take the fourth hour of the day to get ready for appointments or be in an appointment, then you're ready. And the point is, you have to make appointment prep time or being in appointments the fourth thing to do each day. Because if you do, here's what's going to happen to you. Number one, it'll always keep you prepared for upcoming appointments. So you're not stressed out. You're already ready. Number two, it will help you systematize how you get ready for appointments. And it'll probably make you more efficient. Number three, it will finish the morning on a high note before you go off to lunch. Number four, it'll reduce your stress because you're always prepared. Number five, it will also force you to take a serious look at how many first appointments and closing appointments you actually have. Also, you may be thinking, what if I don't have enough people to get ready for or enough appointments to have an appointment every day for 45 minutes to an hour? If that's the case, then go back to getting more people into the pipeline by prospecting new people. You starting to see the pattern here? Also, you need to take a serious look at how you're doing client reviews and client cross-selling. Maybe you're not speaking to the client base enough. So let's take a look at the last one, the fifth thing to do each day. The fifth thing to do daily is miscellaneous. It might seem strange to hear that something as vague as miscellaneous is something that you need to do every day. But there's a reason for this. Not everything fits into a specific category. Instead, you can make miscellaneous a category in and of itself. A category that everything that wasn't discussed into the previous time slots fits into. Another way to look at this is to double up on one of the other categories that you've already done. So here's an example. If you, if you have more client servicing to do, do it during your fifth hour of the day. The point is, you have to make, quote, miscellaneous, unquote, as the fifth thing to do each day. And if you do, here's what it's going to do for you. Number one, it'll help you to get ongoing projects done. Number two, it'll help you to not be stressed because you've dedicated time to get those things done. Number three, it'll give you time to do things that, such as CE credits done that you haven't really thought about until the last minute. Number four, It'll give you a sense of satisfaction knowing that you're accomplishing all that you need to do. And number five, it will also 
force you to take a look at what's working and what's not. Because if you see a pattern with miscellaneous tasks, there's probably something going wrong that you're doing too much. You see, if these tasks are always being the same thing, then you might want to rethink the things that only you can do. Well, by now, you might be wondering, how does the top five things to do each day fit into designing the ultimate business day? Well, that is what we're going to talk about next. Designing your ultimate business day. So I said we'd cover three things in this podcast. First, the reality of running your business. Check, we did that. Second, the top five things to do each day. Check, we did that too. Now what we're going to talk about is designing your ultimate business day so that you can be more productive. During the first coaching session with a brand new client of mine last week, this client said, how can I design the ultimate day? You see, a lot of times these podcasts are merely extensions of my coaching sessions. What I mean is, a client has a challenge, which I've heard before, and I have the solution, which I've applied before with other advisors and agents. This was no different. So here's what we did. Number one, I explained the role exercise that I just showed you. Number two, I gave him an action step to do the exercise and explain what he can delegate and what his real role is. Number three, I explained a tool called the bottom line list. And actually, that's the five things that we just went over. Number four, I explained a tool that's called the time matrix to do, which is designed to prioritize the interruptions and any tasks that you need to get done. So you know when you're going to do those. Number five, and finally, I had him teach me what I taught him. And that way I knew he understood it. The reason I'm telling you this is because if you want to design the ultimate business day, it's actually simple. Here's what you do. You determine the most important things that you need to do that need to be done each day. You know when you're going to do those. You know if you need to do them or if you can delegate them. You know what you're going to do for each task. You know how you're going to do each one of those efficiently. And you know how long you're going to do those. An example is 45 minutes for each. You make the act of sticking to the activity a game. So in other words, the bottom line list, those five things I went over, it's a game. And you know how to handle the interruptions, the time matrix to do, which I've explained on many podcasts, how to handle the interruptions. It's just another game. Now, this might seem like a lot, but it's really just a process. And get this, you already have a process. But I got to ask you this, is your current process leaving you frustrated, tired, burned out, and on a production plateau? If it is, it's not working. And when something's not working, what do you do? That's right, you fix it. So what are you going to do next? If you're ready to learn how to get to the next level, then email me. Email me at dan at advisorsolutionsinc.com. Simply write, let's talk. 
in the subject line, along with a little bit about yourself and the challenges that you're running into. I'll reply, we'll set up a time to talk, and you'll get a free coaching session. Because if you do, you'll start to get a process for getting connections, camaraderie, and ancillary learning that you've always needed. Also, you'll be able to finally not only be able to design the ultimate business day, but more importantly, you'll be able to design the ultimate business. Well, thank you for listening to this Advisor Solutions Podcast. If you liked what you heard, please be sure to subscribe so you can listen each week. Also, check us out on the web at advisorsolutionsinc.com. And finally, if you like what you heard and you want to know more about the Advisor Solutions Group Coaching Program or the Advisor Solutions Individual Coaching Programs, please email me at dan at advisorsolutionsinc.com. I would be happy to set up a free coaching session if that's what you'd like. Again, that's dan at advisorsolutionsinc.com. Please join us next week as we help advisors and agents build a better business, one solution at a time.